0: we Here we go. That is the bell to round number 3 of fight number 5 Pacific Coast Boxing. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches, shoe shines in the corner, hot sauce to the ribs. Ganchos al When in doubt, stick it out. Dudo, dudo, duro. Pacific Coast Boxing. Alfonso Ruiz here with Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man?
1: Hey, no, man, just ready for that uh, big heavyweight fight this weekend.
0: That's absolutely correct, Rick. It's been one year, seven months, and about 12 excuses Mm -hmm. since that last fight. We're finally going to get the trilogy, Fury versus Wilder. Is it going to be another heavyweight classic, Rick? Are we talking about Ingemar Johansson and Floyd Patterson, Ollie Fraser, Mm -hmm. Ollie Norton, Riddick Bowe, Holyfield? It's got the making of it, Rick. What do you think?
1: No, I think it's gonna be action packed. You know, the first two were good. Um, You know, these guys are throwing you know heavy shots, and uh, you know Fury down twice in the in the first fight, and uh, Wilder down twice in the second fight.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what, right? Both fights so far, compelling, Mm -hmm. drama, action, right? Because let's be honest, you could put two really good, especially in the heavyweight division, right, where you don't get a lot of uh, a lot of activity as far as punches are thrown, and you can get a real dud right yeah you can get a real dud not like the lighter divisions not so here we we've, mm-hmm. we've had two very entertaining fights now if you're a wilder fan the second one probably was not as entertaining but if you're a boxing fan two really good fights the question is is the third one going to deliver we've got a whole segment after this where we're going to break down tail the tape the trainers trainers a big deal rick yeah so we're going to we're going to completely break it all down can't wait not only for us to break it down but for that fight um a couple other things rick you know still some uh some hangover from the aj Usyk. it looks like they've invoked the the rematch Mm -hmm. right that's what it looks like it looks like they're just working out where the fight's going to be which of course more than likely is going to be somewhere in the uk right
1: no yeah i think it'll be there uh you know the most money will be made there you know for for them and uh You know, still gives AJ the advantage going in.
0: Yeah, here's the thing, right? And again, you know, Eddie Hearns, right, who's known for calling out other fighters. For example, his fighter, Devin Haney, that he seemingly can't get an opponent for. Mm -hmm. And he calls out all of these other guys, Ryan Garcia, et cetera, about doing the right thing for boxing, putting the fights that the fight fans want to see. Well, this is the complete opposite, Rick. Yeah. This is not the fight that we want to see, okay? This is a fight that is completely self-serving for his guy, Anthony Joshua.
1: Yeah. No, no, if, you know, and he did the same thing with uh, Dillian White. You know, when he lost his fight, it's a very good point know, against g- Pavetkin, g- g- rematch. Right? You know, and right, we had to wait for that fight, and then you know, of course, um, Pavetkin loses uh, that fight.
0: Yeah, which of course he was going to lose that fight, yeah. and, and 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 like I said last week, I'm not so sure. Everybody's really confident that boy, if Usyk and AJ fight again, we're going to get the same mm-hmm. result. I'm not so sure. Because he's going to have uh, more time to prepare, they get to kind of see and make adjustments, and all Usek can do is pretty much come in and do the same thing. The bottom line, though, is let the fans speak, right? Yeah. Let the fans dictate, let's actually make fights for, for boxing, and the fight that we'd want to see, of course, would be Usyk fighting the winner of this Saturday's fight, right? Mm-hmm. That would be ideal.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, the winner of this fight, go into that one, and then we have a true um, you know, unified heavyweight champion. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, it's not going to work that way.
0: And they use that right. Even back in the day, Floyd Patterson used the rematch clause against Inga Mario in their three fight mm-hmm. great trilogy. He used that really to protect himself from not having to fight the great Sonny Liston. And so that's ultimately what it's used for, right? Now, sometimes, um, like we've talked about with Akamai Dialov and Danny Roman, they probably should have used it, right? They didn't. Either way, this is one of those where, yes, we have a rematch clause, but how about we step aside and do what's right for boxing? Mm -hmm. What a joke. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking about doing what's right for boxing, Rick, um, I didn't realize this, but we talked about the Valdez fight um, three weeks ago, I guess now. That he was actually removed from uh, the ring rankings, ESPN rankings, and then the Transnational Boxing, which is a third party that uh, ranks fighters, etc., completely removed Rick from their 130-pound mm-hmm. rankings.
1: Well, yeah, I'm I'm actually surprised that ESPN removed him because he's an ESPN fighter. Exactly. Um, you know exactly. The, the ring. I'm not surprised because uh, you know Golden Boy runs you yeah. know, the ring and mm-hmm. um, you know he's he's in Canelo stable. Of fighters, so you know anything to to kind of speak badly on on that group, you know they're gonna do. But yeah, very shocked to hear that uh, ESPN would put them.
0: Same here, Rick. Yeah. Great minds think alike because again, I saw I I had read that the Ring magazine did it, okay, mm-hmm. and then I went to the Transnational Boxing uh, Board rankings and they did it. I said, uh, but what about ESPN? And sure enough, sure enough, of course, of course, the Ring still has Terence Crawford. I'm sorry. The ESPN still has Terence uh-huh. Crawford at number two, in the pound for pound. Um, as a side note, by the way, the Ring and the Transnational Board they have about the same uh, top five um, when it comes to the pound for pound. Usyk moved mm-hmm. up to number two in both Boy. of the rankings. Crawford is either four or five, yeah, in in their particular list. But I thought that was interesting, Rick. That Valdez was completely removed. So that's making a statement, yeah. you know. Um, a couple other things, Rick. Um, so a story came out today this is going to shock you the 2016 Olympic boxing, some of them anyways, from the prelims to the qualifiers to let's just call them the the medal rounds. fix, Rick, Rick, they were referees and judges on the take.
1: Oh wow, you know who who would have thought? I, you know, the
0: thing is, right, you look at all of the, uh, what comes to mind, is it Henry Tillman, is it Roy Jones mm-hmm. or Evander Holyfield, right? I mean, there were some of the worst decisions yeah. ever, right? And you sit there and you say, how could that happen, right? Um, but pretty interesting, money that was supposed to be paid on behalf of a Mongolian fighter that the money never got, never took place, 250000 mm-hmm. And the Mongolian fighter ended up losing the fight on all five judges. And the, and the scorecards look rather odd, Rick. Yeah. And the Mongolian fighter supposedly yeah. had people, I don't know if the he was aware of it or not, but he had uh-huh. people that were going to pay 250,000 to the referee and judges to to get make the fight go their own way. Oh wow. So, yeah. um there's there's other Olympics they're saying that may have been impacted. Mm-hmm. It's no surprise, right? And maybe this happens in other sports but only in boxing. Yeah. Right? Do do, do we do we hear this? I'm in the middle of reading um the book called um, "The Real Story Behind the Ollie Liston Fights" by Paul Gallander, and that was one of the things with Sonny Liston is that he was uh, involved with the mob mm-hmm. early on in his career, but it tainted him forever. It's why it took him so long to fight Floyd Patterson. They didn't think that he was worthy of fighting for the heavyweight championship with yeah. the mob in his corner, right? And so it's been around for a while. But mm-hmm. so you think, and this was back in the '60s, Rick. This is now 2021 and we're talking about fights being fixed as recently as 2016
1: man yeah no it uh, it's not surprising you know i think um you know boxing has a long history of of things like this and uh you know sometimes there's some decisions where you kind of scratch your head you know but there's no real proof yeah that uh well, they, have now, well, they have it now, Rick. They have yeah. it. They they
0: have the proof yeah. now, man. Um, all right, Rick. It is round three of fight number five. Of course, we always invoke some fight that we remember or that resonates with us or perhaps that is associated to a big fight coming up. Big heavyweight fight, of course, this weekend with Tyson Fury and Deontay, the bronze bomber, Wilder. Bronze because he won the bronze medal in the Olympics, by the way. Yeah. Some people don't know that, Rick. Um, so round three, Rick, this is going all the way back to 1981, Larry Holmes knocking out Leon Spinks in round three, all the way back to 1981, Rick. Oh, wow. Yeah. And this is, of course, the same Leon Spinks, okay, Mm -hmm. who earlier, just a few years earlier in 1978 had shocked the world by beating Muhammad Ali. In just his seventh fight, just his eighth fight, I'm sorry. So
1: no Spinks Jinx. No, awesome. no Spinks Jinx. And then
0: he he um he lost to Muhammad Ali in the rematch, of course, in the Superdome. Uh-huh. And then a few years later, Holmes would revenge his former sparring partner um, by knocking out Leon Spinks in round number three. Rick wow. Spinks okay. really didn't go on to do much after uh-huh. that. So that's why. And by the way, by the way, you're talking the 1978 version of Ali. right? Uh-huh. We're not talking about the the 60s prime. <laughs> Because no way. Um, honorable mention, Rick. I have, I have to mention this. Honorable mention for round three. None other than, than one of my favorite fighters, Rick, who mm-hmm. I don't even know if he's still retired. Every time you think he's retired, he has one more fight. Luis Ramon Campas, better known as Yuri Boy Campas, mm-hmm. Rick, with the record of 117 and 17, all the way back in 1995. Yours truly was there to watch it. He knocked out Heath Todd. In round three, Rick.
1: No, uh, no, uh, legendary. You know, he he fought all the best, you know. And that's fighters. exactly right. He, he fought the Trinidads. He fought the Chavezes. Obacar. You know, uh, didn't he fight De La Hoya? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Hoya. Yeah, right there. Yeah, he uh, fought De La Hoya, yes. Fernando Vargas, I think, yes. as well.
0: Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, who's who? So did Heath Todd, by the way, the yeah. guy that he beat. If you look, right, I got the poster hung up. I uh, borrowed it from the from the bathroom at the Olympic Auditorium. Mm-hmm. You, you see underneath Heath Todd. Fue una guerra con Roberto Duran. Yeah. I actually got up on the ring and took some pictures with those guys. I got to find it. Yeah. But I have a picture with Heath Todd. Um, but here's an interesting fact and tidbit, Rick. Maybe one of these days when you do a stat of the week, don't know how this will come up. But I was looking at Yuri Boy Compass's fight record on mm-hmm. Boxing Rec, okay? Now get this, okay? Now this, this isn't so surprising. So he fought both Hector Camacho and Hector Camacho Jr. Yeah. Okay, so that's probably not so odd, right? Having a fighter um, common, you know, fight both the, the father and the son. But here's what's interesting, Rick. Mm-hmm. He fought them both on consecutive fights, okay? Oh, wow. So he fought Hector Camacho Sr. in yeah. May of 2009. They fought to a draw. And then five months later, October of that same year, 2009, he fights Jr. and loses in a split decision, right? Wow,
1: wow. that's a, yeah.
0: So that's got to be odd, good, right? Fighting a father-son on consecutive fights.
1: Yeah. Right? You know, I, I, I was trying to think. Uh, I know I know Chavez, uh, Grover Wiley, yeah. was uh, one of the last guys to beat Chavez Sr. And then I know Chavez Jr. got the rematch. Yeah. Or, but I think there was a few years in between. Right.
0: This yeah. was like back-to-back. This was mm-hmm. like five months within the same year. Wow. Believe that?
1: Yeah, crazy, Yeah, it's, huh? it's amazing, yeah. Yeah,
0: it's pretty crazy. But yes, I love Boy Campos. We watched all of his fights, and then do you know who he beat to win the, uh, the uh, junior middleweight championship, Rick? No, who did he beat? One of our favorite guys. He's, he's, he's one of the announcers. I forget where he's at, but Raul Marquez, Rick. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Raul Marquez. Your guy. Yes. Yeah. It's the same one that uh, Fernando Vargas beat, I think, yeah. to, to get his title, right? Hey, but he was a champion. Yeah, he was. And, and so you got to respect that. All right, folks, here's what we're going to respect. Big heavyweight fight coming up this Saturday. Can't wait to get into it, Rick. We'll talk about the trainers. We'll talk about the adjustments. There's only one adjustment that Deontay Wilder needs to make, by the way, Rick. Only one adjustment. We'll talk about that after the break. Those are the good boxing. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. And, Rick, big heavyweight fight coming up this weekend. Of course, Deontay Wilder against Tyson Fury. So they last fought again. Like I said, it's been about a year and seven months, mm-hmm. believe it or not, 595 days if you're keeping track of that to the date. Um, so quick tail of the tape just to get everybody level set, right? Um, Tyson Fury, 33 years old. Deontay Wilder, 35. Of course, Wilder started a little bit later in boxing, right? Um, Tyson Fury, 6'9", Wilder, 6'7", two of the bigger heavyweights. I mean, period. Uh, Fury has the reach advantage at 85. Deontay Wilder, 83, and so not not a huge advantage. Of course, um, Tyson Fury currently holds the WBC and the coveted ring heavyweight championship, uh wilder comes in here for the first time without a belt rick
1: yeah
0: fury 30 and one 21 knockouts 70 percent ko wilder 42 and 1 41 ko's we talked about the first two fights the first fight of course uh fury pulls a uh a dead man incorporated undertaker right mm-hmm. gets up in the last round our guy, was it Jack Reese or Jack Meese? Jack, Jack Reese. Jack Reese, right? A lot of people think that he should not have even counted, right? Mm-hmm. They said that, you know, why wouldn't he have not have just waved a hand and, you know, called the fight over? Reese, of course, said that he could look and he could see in his eyes, right?
1: Yeah. We, they, we talked to him, and, you know, that's what he said.
0: That's exactly right. You actually yeah. asked him. Yeah. You actually asked him. And he said, you know what? His eyes were looking at me. He was making contact, which I thought was great when you asked him that. Mm-hmm. Um so that was the first fight. It ends in a draw. Here's the thing about that first fight, by the way, Rick. If Wilder doesn't knock him down, and he knocked him down twice, um, he loses that fight.
1: Yeah. And and uh, you know, I think we we watched that we watched that fight and uh we had probably only given Wilder the two rounds where he got knocked downs in. That's right. You know, and so right. you know, I I had the I had that fight, you know, ten rounds to two. Yep. You know, it uh four you know, four point difference because mm-hmm. of the uh, knockdowns. But, um, you know, I still had Fury winning that fight.
0: I totally agree. I yeah. totally agree. And then you got the second fight, of course. Right. The, mm-hmm. That fight takes place in 2020. Um, not quite a year later, about five months later. And then, of course, it ends in devastating fashion Um Actually, yeah, the first fight was in 2018. Sorry, yeah. the second fight was in 2020. Uh, ends in with the seven round knockout with Fury, just complete domination in that particular fight, Rick. Right. So here's the thing, fight number three. Okay, and then not to mention, right, we heard all of the excuses and reasons as to why. Yeah. He didn't win, right? The heavy suit, Breland spiked his water. Uh-huh. Breland should have never stopped the fight. Fury's gloves were somehow loaded with some foreign, you know, material, yeah. etc. Um, either way, he got knocked out in round seven. What's different in fight number three, Rick?
1: Um, just the trainer. I think uh, you know, he's 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 trying to make him more of a boxer, make, making him a, probably a little bit harder to hit. Um other than that, you know, I I think we're gonna have a more in shape Fury. You know, the first fight, you know, he was kind of out of shape. He That's hadn't right. fought in a while. That's right. He put on a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, even then, you know, there's a fight that I thought he won. Then the second fight, he came in. You know, he actually bulked up. You know, um, got a little bit bigger because his plan was to kind of lean on Wilder and yeah. and kind of tire him out and then and then take him out eventually. Like more offensive than he was in the first fight. So he made the adjustments right. to become more offensive in the in the second fight this one i think he just needs to stick with what he did in the um in the second fight and if wilder's able to 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 make some changes then he'll have to adjust you know during the fight but uh i'm a little skeptical that uh, wilder can make those changes
0: yeah so so you brought up the trainer uh Mm -hmm. which is malik scott right that's the change and I agree with you, by the way. I mean, with Fury, it's pretty simple. More of the same. Yeah. Right? More of the same. But we'll get we'll get to that here mm-hmm. in a little bit as to how that even happened, because he changed trainers in 2019 as well, right? Yeah. Right. He used to have Ben Davidson, but we'll get to that. So Wilder, of course, cans Mark Brilliant in favor of Malik Scott. Now Malik Scott, right, was a he's always been in the family and in the curl's friend. Mm-hmm. They actually fought, right? And so to folks that didn't know this seemed like a surprise for those in the know, right? And if you're watching any of the of the build up to Fury and Wilder, you know that Wilder is is a family person, right? Takes yeah. care of those he loves, good father, good human being overall from what we could see, yeah. right? Outside of the excuses which to me tainted my view of him—that's just me. Mm-hmm. That being said, it was no surprise that he stayed within the inner circle and went with Malik Scott. The question is, Rick, is that the right decision? Because Malik Scott, right? I mean, hasn't trained a heavyweight that that I'm aware of. If he mm-hmm. is, it's it's nobody that that well, that we know of, right? Malik Scott was known as a really good boxer, by the way, Rick. Yeah, really good in the amateurs. Um, good as a pro, he was known as Mister Eighty Seventy Two because of the, uh, the, the, the eight-round fights that he would dominate, right? Here's the thing, though, right, is does that style fit the Bronze Bomber? that that's my concern right and can you still teach him this right watching the last uh build up to it he was talking about maintaining wilder in a position of responsibility what he meant by that is that when he's not throwing punches when he's moving he's got to be responsible with his chin responsible where he's holding his hands can you teach an old dog new tricks is the problem right
1: yeah um he's gonna try um but i think it's gonna be tough um I didn't think he was the right guy to bring in. If you're gonna bring in somebody, yeah. Uh you need to bring in, you know, somebody that uh you know, he brings in a good friend. Yeah. He you know, speaks to him, you know, about him like his family. That's right. He's not gonna tell him what he needs to hear. Yeah, he's gonna tell him what he wants to hear. Yeah. And that's my issue is um, you know, Wilder had, had issues with what his corner did, they stopped the fight, you know, and rightfully so. Everybody felt that fight should have been stopped. Yeah. Um and he was upset with his corner for stopping it. Um so he got a guy that I think he feels he can trust and he can dictate what's going to happen. Sure you know, that's my biggest issue. Yeah. And,
0: and, and that's a really great point, Rick. And that's probably what you don't need. Right. It's kind of like you know, when you buy a house, right. And Mm -hmm. you got the realtor that just tells you everything that you want to hear. Right. You want the realtor that tells it like it is. And in this case, you want a trainer to say, no, right. Here's your deficiencies. Here's your shortcomings. Here's your opportunities. Here's the the only way you're going to win a fight. And I'm going to tell you something, Rick, for me, the only way Wilder wins the fight. I said that, you know, he needs to make one adjustment. It's pretty simple, Rick. Yeah. Land the right early and often. Yeah. yeah. that that That's... that That is his fight, okay? That's mm-hmm. how he became the bronze bomber. Now, what happened in the last fight is Fury completely nullified that by mm-hmm. smothering him, uh, boxing, jabbing himself, and basically didn't allow him to get off because Wilder was constantly moving backwards.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay? So... Wilder has to find a way to establish the jab and really let that right go early. Is he going to be able to outbox him? We're talking about when you know we just saw what AJ uh, what happened with Usek mm-hmm. when he was trying to outbox Usek for twelve rounds. This is kind of the same thing. Yeah, in my opinion, right?
1: No, and and I think um, it, it's going to play out you know like that where you know he's going to try to be the boxer you know but you know Malik Scott he's this is their first fight. Mm-hmm. with Malik scott it, it um even uh, Andy Ruiz had trouble we, yeah he's had you know two or three training camps with um the Reynosos, yeah, you know this is the first kind of like he's been working with Malik Scott that's a really good point it's not gonna be it's it, it's it's hard to pick everything up, yeah, that you can have that plan, but as soon as you start getting hit and he feels like he's gonna start losing this fight, he's gonna switch back to what he knows, and that's what really he needs to load up and try to find. You know, that right hand, you know, get the one-punch knockout. You know, he was losing the uh, Louis Ortiz fight. Yeah. And then, you know, one one punch, That's exactly fights right. over. That's exactly and right. And so, you know, you've got, you know, everybody else he's been kind of knocking out, um, you know, but uh, Tyson Fury has shown a pretty good chin. And if he stands, you know, in front of him, um, the longer this fight goes, it goes more towards, you know, Tyson Fury.
0: Oh, there's no doubt about yeah. it. And it's a great point you make, Rick, is that with the Ortiz, mm-hmm. you can afford to kind of sit back, right? And allow Ortiz to put rounds at the bank because you know that Luis Ortiz, who is not very mobile, for the most part, yeah. he's stationary, he's right in front of you. It's a matter of time before Wilder's going to land that big right. And by the way, it is a big right. Yeah. Okay. He does have Thunder. He does have Dynamite. He does have TNT in that right hand. Okay. I mean Dominique Brazil, he took him out in one round, Bermain Stavern. But against the Fury, okay, yeah. It's not going to work. Here's the problem, okay? Is that Fury is just as fast and hits. I'm not going to say just as hard, but this is a six nine guy, Rick. Yeah. And so I and you make a great point, right? Um, how are you going to in eight weeks or in, and this is when, by the way, the layoff I think benefited Wilder mm-hmm. simply because he got time to recoup, got time to get in better shape, and possibly got time to learn some of the nuances and the skill sets of what Malik Scott is trying to show him. Yeah. That's the one thing. If if I were to ask who benefits more from the layoff, you have to say Wilder.
1: Yeah, and you know, really, the only time I've really seen that trainer change work in in one fight, yeah, was Rocky Clobber Lang 2. Yeah, you know where, you know Apollo came in and trained yeah. him, but you know yeah. that's a movie, Yeah. and it's going to be tough to be able to to implement the style that he wants to yes. win a fight that way. He's got he he has to try to catch him with something. And avoid you know the leaning, avoid you know, the smothering, it. But it's easier said than done.
0: It is, and the thing is, right? You know, it's 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 a it's a very very good call out, Rick, because there's only so much boxing, mm-hmm. only so much uh, slipping that Wilder's going to be able to do yeah. before he gets caught, before Fury starts to back him up in the corner, and then it's going to turn into a firefight. What you hope is that that doesn't happen, and it's now the sixth or seventh round, yeah. and it's too late. So. The adjustments, Wilder cannot allow Fury to be, uh, to, to command the ring generalship, yeah. right? He cannot allow him to dictate the pace of the fight. He's got to come out, he's got to jab, he's got to back him up. And I'm telling you, Rick, right from the very beginning. Now, is that, you know, it, it's a dangerous proposition, mm-hmm. right? Because he's going to get susceptible to being hit. But it's his only way of beating him. There's no way that he's going to outbox him yeah. for 12 rounds. It's just not going to happen. All right, Rick, we're going to take a quick break mm-hmm. because we're going to get back on the other side. You made a really good reference to Apollo Creed training Rocky for the yeah. Clubber Lang fight, um, and that basically gave Rocky the eye of the tiger and Yeah, he was a different fighter. Yeah. Well, guess what? Fury also changed trainers. Mm to a trainer that kind of gave him that same aggression which really changed his style which is why I think he's favored at three to one going into this fight we'll be right back Pacific Coast Boxing Pacific Goes Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Don't forget to hit us up on our website, Pacific Uh Working on getting a lot of the episodes uploaded, Rick, and updated. That um, should be done by the end of the week. Yeah. Um, email us just in case, counterpunch at PacificGhostBoxing.com. You can also email us through the website. Um Join our our list, and then we will send out periodic emails uh, of fights that we're going to be attending. Like, for example, we're going to be at the Navarrete and Joey Gonzalez fight. October 15th. In, yep, in a couple of weeks. And then we're also going to be at the Honda Center yeah. uh, in about a month to see the uh, Jaime Munguia and Gabriel Rosado fight. Yeah. So. All right, Rick, so you made reference to Rocky changing trainers, to Apollo Creed, so did Fury, right? So in Mm -hmm. 2019, he replaced Ben Davidson with Sugar Hill, okay? Uh, Sugar Hill is actually Javon Stewart. Yes, that Stewart, nephew of the great Emanuel Stewart. And if you recall, Rick, after he changed trainers, right, Fury, because if you remember when, when Fury fought, Uh, Klitschko, right? He was more of a boxer, right? More kind of moving around, pawing, jabbing. But after he changed to 2019, it was a much more aggressive, much more focused approach Mm -hmm. by Tyson Fury. And you could see the result in the second Wilder fight. So, to your point, right? That is an example, right? After he changed trainers in 2019, he has a couple fights with him. Completely demolishes Deontay Wilder. They make the adjustments, and now they're going into the third fight. That is, if you want to say like the blueprint or the correct way to change trainers, there you go.
1: Yeah, no, no, he 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 did a you know a good job. You know, you didn't. There was no blame after a loss. You know, it, it was you know how can I improve? And um, he went. That's why he went out and did it. Um, you know, I th- I think with this fight, it's you know Deontay Wilder is. Has he mentally recovered from the knockout? Um, I don't know if he has. We, you know, with all the excuses, you know, not once did he say, hey, you know, the better man won, and, but I'm going to be ready the next time. It's been excuse after excuse after, after excuse and not taking ownership of, of of the loss.
0: That's a very good point, Rick. Yeah. No accountability, right? Yeah. Um, and by the way, I think that it helps sometimes to own and to say, you know what? I got beat by the, by the better man, mm-hmm. right? He outboxed me, he outfought me, whatever that is, and you're right. It was just a you know one one excuse after another yeah. um and so usually, right, all it takes is one punch to remind him yeah. of where he was, Rick, yeah right, one punch, one round, one knockdown. It's like, oh man, here it goes again, and now what, by the way, right? you could already see it coming. He loses mm-hmm. this fight, and oh, it was the trainer,
1: yeah no, it, well, you know right? it's coming, yeah.
0: We were working on things, working on footwork. You know, I'm still happy with my performance. Here's the thing, right? So I'm watching the, um, I'm watching that whole buildup. You know, they're they're showing um, kind of like the uh, what did they? The original one was like Mayweather, right? Uh-huh those um kind of reality uh, uh 30 minute shows on the fight
1: 24 sevens yeah
0: the 24 sevens yeah exactly and again it reminds you of how like by the way both of these guys are very likable yeah no, right yeah it, these, these are not like jerks we don't know them personally but mm-hmm. they don't they don't come off as bad people right yeah, no um everything about Deontay Wilder is about family and taking care of his, his daughter and, and his aunt and and everybody around him right well spoken, right? He mm-hmm. he he appreciates and embraces the role model of being a heavyweight champion. Same with Tyson Fury, obviously having the issues with depression and and and, and other stuff. So like these are good guys, right? Yeah. The difference is Fury owns, okay, and is accountable. And Deontay Wilder came out of that fight, Rick. Sour grapes, completely immature, and I think it's turning a lot of people off. So to your point, right, yeah, has he mentally accepted mm-hmm. it? And what happens when he gets hit, Rick?
1: Yeah, you know, it's going to definitely interesting to see. You know, I, I, can't, I can't wait for this Saturday just to see how it kind of all plays out. You know, there's, you know, but that, there's still always that great equalizer. One punch, and the fight could be over.
0: And the thing is, and Fury understands that, yeah. and Wilder could end it in one punch. He yeah. lands the right punch, right, right on the chin. Yeah, and this one's done. Mm-hmm. If, he, if he's allowed to throw it. You know, we talk about adjustments, right? I mentioned at the uh, the opening segment some of the fights that took place, some of the heavyweight trilogies, to be specific. Yeah. You know, you had Ollie and Frazier, probably the most uh, famous of all the trilogies, yeah. right? Um, the very first fight, both undefeated, and Joe Frazier beats uh, Ollie really convincingly, right? Yeah. And he does it fighting how Joe Frazier knew how to fight, right? In your chest, and then using that vaunted left hook. That's what he did. And then he finally took Ollie out in the 15th round. Second and third fights, Oli made adjustments, mm-hmm. right? He understood that he couldn't just sit there and trade with this guy. This guy was too strong. Same thing with Oli Norton, by the way. Ollie gets his jaw broken in the first Norton fight, and then Ollie makes adjustments and has to get busier. Uh Bowl, Holyfield, same thing, right? Um, Holyfield realized that as the as the smaller guy. Um, he couldn't just sit there and trade with Riddick Bowe the way he did in fight number one, Rick. Yeah. Fight number two, he came out and boxed, right? That was the infamous uh, uh, hang glider that came in, mm-hmm. by the way. So so, so you have these adjustments. Uh, Ingo Mario Hansen, I know this is going way back, and Floyd Patterson. Ingo Mario Hansen knocks him out in the first fight. Patterson comes back, makes adjustments, boxes a little more, knocks him out in the second fight, and then knocks him out in the third fight. Mm-hmm. Even though Patterson, they both went down in the third fight, by the way. So here's the key, right? And we've talked about it already. What adjustments, right, can yeah. Wilder actually make that the great Ali made, that Holyfield made, that Floyd Patterson made? What are those adjustments? Yeah.
1: I, well, see, the, yeah, the thing is, is, you know, he can make all the adjustments in the world, the only way he wins this fight is if he lands that big right. That's that's <laughs> just it.
0: <laughs> that's just it. Yeah. And and so now you see why I was saying at the opening, right? Yeah. There's only one adjustment. There's one adjustment. And that is throw that right early, mm-hmm. throw it often, let it flail, right? Yeah. You know, when you say go out on in your shield and guns a blazing, right? I mean, a- empty the lead. Yeah. Right. I mean, let it go. That that's kind of how it has to be, man. Yeah. You, uh, you ever watched the movie Predator, Rick? Yeah. Remember the movie Predator when uh, they thought they saw the alien and then they just started unloading into the jungle mm-hmm. for no apparent reason? Yeah. And Jesse the body, Jesse Ventura, the body. had that one gun, the one that spins, and they're just letting it go? <laughs> that right there. That's what the—that's De- Deontay Wilder has to yeah. do. That's the only adjustment. Yeah. There's no other adjustment he can make because he is not going to all of a sudden turn into you know, Sugar Ray Leonard or Willie Pep you know, and, and outbox this guy. It's not going to work. No. Wilders too big. He's too talented. He's too fast. He's too strong. It's not going to work. Here's the key, right here, Rick. He needs to turn this into a Marvin Hagler, Thomas Hearns. Yeah. That seriously, that's mm-hmm. what he needs to do. He needs to go in there exactly how Hearns did or how Hagler did against Hearns, and he just needs to put his foot on the pedal and say, "Let's get at it." Yeah. Probably not going to do that because no. of the trainer and Malik mm-hmm. Scott and what he's working on. All right, Rick.
1: Let's get to predictions. Yeah. All right. Who do you got, Rick? Um I've got uh, Tyson Fury by by knockout in the 10th. Okay. You know, I think it goes a little bit longer than than the last fight. Yeah. Um but I think eventually Wilder wears down and um you know, I think the referee has to stop this one because Wilder's corner won't do it. Yeah, no way. Yeah, no yeah, no one's, no one's going to no stop
0: one. it now. Yeah. They're going to be front page, right?
1: But uh, and they'll get you know, fired. You know. Would I be shocked if Wilder knocks him out with one punch? No. But uh, I don't think it's going to happen.
0: So this time you're saying Wilder's going to say, don't stop the fight no matter what. No matter what. No matter what. Yeah, we've heard that before, (laughs) Rick. So from an odds perspective, by the way, the odds makers would agree with you, Rick. Okay, so Tyson Fury is still coming off at about a 3-1 to favorite. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so three to one is about 75% implied odds, is what that means. What it means, by the way, is that Deontay Wilder very much has a shot to win this. Yeah. Okay, that's what, you know, three to one means. Um, He has a puncher's chance, the proverbial puncher's chance, Rick. That's what he has. My prediction, and right now, by the way, I'm the subject matter expert in heavyweights, (laughs) having just called the Usek AJ fight almost to a Mm T, right? They didn't even have to have fought it. Okay. I'm going to agree with you, Rick, um, but I'm not so sure about the knockout. Yeah. Okay. I'm not so sure about the knockout. Only because of what Malik Scott has him learning and how he's going to box. Okay. I could just see Wilder doing, you know, getting on his horse Mm -hmm. and maybe not engaging. Okay. So I'm going to say Fury by unanimous decision. Okay. In this particular fight, Rick, wouldn't surprise me. No. Okay. If uh, Fury knocks him out. Yeah. Okay, and yes, okay, it also wouldn't surprise me no. if Wilder knocks out Fury. But he's not going to knock out Fury in the later rounds. Yeah, I think you would agree, right? If Wilder's going to knock out Fury, it's going it, to be between, be yes. what do you say, between 1 and 5. 1 and 5. Right? If it goes past 5, Wilder either gets knocked out or he loses by a unanimous mm-hmm. decision. But I will go ahead and stick with, I'm going to say unanimous decision, Yeah, Fury, there you have it, Rick. Is this your luck of the week? Because there's other good fights on that card which we can talk about after the break.
1: Um, I'm not ready to make it the the lock of the week. I got to look at the, uh, you know. Okay. I I this one's too tough. It, it, it's it. There's like six different outcomes of this fight. You know they yep. they could come up That's uh, exactly right. So. Um,
0: exactly, and you got Berlanga on the card, by the way. Yeah, yeah, right. so then so, I'll probably so there, go with Berlanga so go. <laughs> as,
1: the, as, the, uh, as the lock of the week.
0: I think the fans are on to you, Rick. Yeah, I think the fans are on to you with your lock of the yeah. week.
1: Maybe I'll get uh, maybe I'll throw out a, a second lock of the week with uh, Jared Anderson.
0: Yes, yeah. yes. I mean, it, it's by the way, it's a good card and it's filled with heavyweights. Yeah,
1: you got Konaki.
0: Mm-hmm. I know we'll talk about it in the next segment, but there's quite a few, yeah. uh, heavyweights mm-hmm. that, that are going to be on that particular card all right folks there you have it Tyson Fury do more of the same yeah. right if I had to summarize do more of the same smother jab take him out Deontay Wilder adjustment throw the right early and often make it a brawl a la Hagler Hearns it's the only shot you have at least that's what we think we'll be right back folks Pacific Goes Boxing If it goes boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back after that amazing breakdown of a heavyweight fight, Rick. It's exciting. I honestly can't wait to att- And by the way, unfortunately, when you look at the boxing calendar for the rest of the year, uh-huh. probably the last big...
1: The last big, big...
0: Big type yeah. of mega fight like this, right? That's not to say that we're not going to see. Obviously, we got Mikey Garcia coming up mm-hmm. and, you know, Munguia Rosado. We got some good fighters yeah. that are fighting... But fighting each other in this kind of, you know, mega-type environment, I think this is it.
1: Yeah, where you're we're looking at the division and you've got, like, maybe the top guy, maybe against the number three guy, you, you don't yeah. have, you know, a, a, a fight like that. You know, Canelo Plant maybe comes close, but really not – at at this level
0: yeah no no that would be one right i would say i would say that would be it yeah yeah i missed that one yeah that's right plant and canelo Mm -hmm. would be it but here's the thing and and let me just clarify my comments see i think canelo is going to knock out plant yeah that he's like favored by by far right Mm -hmm. this one has some intrigue this one is actually close right that's the difference the
1: other one might be a little bit close is uh crawford porter
0: yeah but i don't consider you know porter to be you know one of the great, one no, of the better no. welterweights. He's, you know, he's a good welterweight. Obviously, yeah. he's very good, world class. But yeah, this is as big, and we don't know if that fights. I know they're saying they went to purse bid and whatnot, mm-hmm. but I'll believe it when tickets go on sale.
1: Yeah.
0: But yes, no, no, you're you're right. Mm-hmm. This one and Plant and Canelo yeah. is it. Think about that. That's it. We got three months left of yeah. the year, and we basically got two big fights. Mm-hmm. All right, Rick.
1: All right. So, yeah, on the, also on this card, we have uh, Effie ajagba um, yes. versus Frank Sanchez, you know, a couple um, heavyweights that are in the top 10. Yes. Uh, we've got Robert Hellenius versus uh, Adam Kwanaki. Yep. Um, and then, you know, big prospect that uh, top rank is uh, high on, Jared Anderson versus Vladimir Tereshkin. Yep. Um, and then rounding out the card, you know, is, uh, you know, Edgar Berlanga against Marcelo Esteban Cosseras, yeah. super middleweights. And uh, Julian J Rock Williams is on the card as well.
0: Yeah, they have a. It's actually a good card. Yeah, when you when you look at it right, they didn't stack it with just a bunch of crap right mm-hmm. because of the you know the headliners that heavyweight fight the first one that you mentioned yeah the frank sanchez and fa ajagba depending on what you believe yeah. in the rankings either way right yeah they're legitimate two top 10 mm-hmm. heavyweights Konaki, of course is the polish fighter who was once thought as the next yeah. you know one to come up uh he beat ariola in a really good fight uh he finally lost so this is kind of you know his way of coming back yeah. um and then of course we got orlando uh, berlanga can he extend the streak? Or no, did his streak end?
1: No, no. Uh, yeah, the streak the, yeah, the streak, streak, streak ended, ended the last yeah.
0: fight, yeah, yeah. But obviously his winning streak mm-hmm. is going to continue. Um, it's a matter of time before they really start stepping him up as well, mm-hmm. Rick. So yeah. it's a good card all the way around.
1: Yeah, so expect uh, for the locks of the week, Edgar Berlanga by knockout <laughs> and uh, Jared Anderson by knockout.
0: Okay, there you go. Both by knockout. Yeah, both by knockout. Got it. Yeah, uh, yeah I, you're, I, I, think you're, I think you're safe. I'm not sure about the Anderson, but I think with Berlando yeah. you're safe.
1: Yeah. Um, also, uh, we'll, we'll start with the news. This is a big card for the weekend. Yeah. But, um, you know, they're, they're making a matchroom uh, card, uh, matchroom versus Golden Boy, where it's uh, Demetrius Andrade versus Jason Quigley. Yeah. Uh, Murdon Akhmadaya versus Ronnie Rios. Uh, Julio Cesar Martinez versus uh, McWilliams Arroyo. And just looking forward to these. Unfortunately, like this sounds like a, uh, you know, Southern California card, but it's yeah. going to be in New Hampshire.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. right? I was going to ask, you know, where that fight is. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Um. So Akhmadialov is fighting Ronnie Rios, Ronnie Rios. right? The yeah. the half brother of Alex Rocha uh-huh. with Golden Boy. Akhmadialov, that's probably then, that's going to be his first fight since winning the championship against Danny I, Roman, I, I, right? I think
1: it's the second one, but yeah, he's the. He, The Roman fight was what almost two years ago. Yeah, he hasn't been very active.
0: He hasn't been very active at all. Um, Yeah, here's what's interesting, right? Is you know we we talked about it last week. De La Hoya just coming out and um, dragging. Hearns his name through the mud yeah. about how he doesn't know how to promote in the U.S. Right, he's getting a, a, a facial from his girlfriend and mm-hmm. his girlfriend talking about you know who is that Tommy Hearns, et cetera, <laughs> and so now somehow they're making fights together right yeah. so which is good because this is this is a good card yeah it's unfortunate it's not out here and we can't watch it and mm-hmm. live
1: no yeah th- that would definitely be a you know a fight to go to yep um, Triller uh, will not. Um staged the uh, Teofimo lopez Cambosos fight. Um, they're, they've backed out because uh, Cambosos wanted to be paid to move the date. And, um, but, you know, they're lining up to, you know, start suing people because they want to try to recoup some of the $10 million in costs that they've put out.
0: I'll tell you one thing about all this mess, Rick, is that it's made me feel better uh-huh. about losing deposits over the years. <laughs> At you know hotels that I made reservations yeah. for, and then you know we had to cancel last moment. You know whether it was for softball or whatever reasons, right? Mm-hmm. They right now, as it stands, Rick, are going to lose a one hundred thousand dollar deposit they put at the Madison Square Garden, Rick. No, oh, wow. that's what it takes. Yeah, just so you know, to hold a spot at the at MSG, Rick, a cool hundred k, and then it looks like um, they may be on the hook for one point two million, I think, to the IBF. What a complete disaster
1: this is turning out
0: to be, man.
1: This fight should have taken place, you know, it seems like eight or nine months ago, and then it's just delay after delay after delay.
0: Australia, and And Lopez didn't want to fight in Australia, and then they moved the fight to Monday, and by the way, yeah, the Monday night football schedule, I think it comes out like a year or so in advance, right? And there's always football on Mondays, by the way, during the month of September. What a shock. And October, Yeah. Yeah. And so you've got a situation where, you know, Lopez agreed, Mm -hmm. but apparently Cambosos wasn't aware. They weren't in alignment, right? Lopez doesn't know, I don't think, right? So they go to him and say, hey, here it is. We're moving at Cambosos. Everything's on the up and up. Cambosos at camp says, no, we had no idea, right? Mm -hmm. Why would we want to move? Because they thought it was going to be at Madison Square Garden. They didn't think it was going to be moved to the Barclays Center, right? So... And if that is the case, I understand Kumbos is his issue, Yeah. issue, right? Yeah, you can't tell my fighter, you can't tell me you're fighting at at Madison Square Garden on this date, and then oh by the way, we moved it to the Barclays Center, and the other fighters already agreed. So make sure you show up. Yeah, would have been tonight, Rick.
1: Yeah, no, it uh, yeah, this mm-hmm. is a it's been a complete disaster, and uh, you know they're hoping that Eddie <laughs> Hearn can, uh, since he was the next one in the purse bid, that uh, he can salvage this fight for uh, November.
0: We'll see and remember, right, this is the one where Triller actually came in and saved the day, right? Yeah. They were they were they were, you know, the white knight mm-hmm. on the horse because if you recall, um, top rank was lowballing, yeah, right They were lowballing um, uh, Lopez for this fight, mm-hmm. even offering him the same, if less than what Elidrum made to fight Canelo. <laughs> yeah And Lopez said, no way, I'm only fighting on pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Um, in comes Triller right wins it at 3 million. Yeah. And I think it's like 65% goes to uh, to Lopez, right? So everything was on the up and up. Well, there was a reason.
1: And it's just unfortunate because all the momentum that Teofimo Lopez has built up yeah. has come to a screeching halt. That's exactly like, right. He's, he's yeah. done nothing. Right. You know yeah. since winning the title.
0: That's it. I mean, there's a lot of these guys by yeah. the way, Rick that we really haven't seen in a while him. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ryan Garcia, right? All these guys.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We haven't seen them at all.
1: Yeah, you know, hopefully hopefully they're uh you know, they can all get in the ring, you know, by the end of the year. We'll see. Um Paul Mal- won uh his uh celebrity fight over Corey B. Yeah. Uh, also on the card, Lamar Odom won his uh his fight as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Didn't see him not not no, even nobody, interested. Yeah, no. I mean, I and listen, you know, I like Pauli Malanaji. Mm-hmm. Um, I want him to return to the microphone uh-huh. that's where he's best suited right yeah. now right i know he made some comments that of course in today's day and age right uh people were very sensitive about them mm-hmm. uh but i think that you know folks have said a lot worse yeah. and they've been welcomed back and i think we need Malinaji back and that color commentator role in boxing right yeah
1: no, definitely, yeah. One of one of my favorites behind behind the mic. Yep. Um, Clarissa Shields uh, has has called out uh, Jake Paul, um, said that she'd be willing to fight him in any capacity, sparring, you know, anything, just to kind of show him that he can't hang with a real f- fighter.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't agree with that. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I I don't like that one. Nothing about that appeals to me. No, you know, I yeah, think, nothing.
1: You know, he's too big. You know, and if she really gets hurt. You know, it's a bad look.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's not going to happen. I mean, I, I I get it. I get why she's saying yeah. it right. You know, publicity, money, etc. But no, and I think, I don't know if Paul has responded, but yeah. no way he goes there.
1: Yeah, no. Um Also in in bad ideas, and I hope it's just a bad rumor, but it's out there that Ryan Garcia may fight Yorki's Gamboa next.
0: <sighs> yeah, that would be so disappointing, right? Yeah. Because we know, right, that getting Gamboa... He's washed, up. washed up. He's been washed up for ten right? years now. Right. Unfortunately, he had one good outing. Right. Mm-hmm. Who was it? He had a good outing a couple uh, of years ago, or within the last couple of yeah. years. Right. Where he looked semi decent, but but I think oh, it was against Gervante Davis.
1: Gervonta D- where he just he didn't get knocked out. Right. He, hung, he didn't get he, knocked out.
0: Yeah. And it was as much about what Javante Davis didn't do uh-huh. versus what Gamboa did. Um That's just a mistake, right? right. It's going to deprive us of of watching the JoJo Diaz fight. And this doesn't help him at all, by the way. No. Now, if he's saying that he needs a tune-up mm-hmm. because of his long layoff to fight Jojo Diaz, give me a break.
1: Yeah. He's young enough to where that long layoff isn't going to bother him. It
0: means nothing. Yeah. If he can beat Jojo Diaz, if he can you know, floor him, if he can shellac him, he mm-hmm. can do it without fighting Gamboa. This yeah. is a complete moneymaker. Uh, he's got the eight-plus po- you know, million followers on Instagram. They'll put this here local, Rick. He'll make a, a ton of money. Um, and then he fights Diaz. Yeah. I don't get it.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah, there's no need for it. Um Xander Zayas, uh, he's on the co feature of uh Stevenson and Herring. Yeah. You know, looking forward to that. You yeah. Know, exciting fighter.
0: When is that fight again, Rick? Is that this year?
1: Yeah, that's this year. Um
0: That's another good one, right? It's yeah. just not a mega fight, you know, but Stevenson's gonna win that fight.
1: Yeah. It's uh October twenty
0: third. Okay, that's good.
1: Yeah, and then you know a couple names on the undercard you got uh, Nico Ali yeah um and then Evan Holyfield you could just imagine
0: undercard. who they're going to match Nico Ali with this time
1: yeah well right hard hitting James Wesley the yeah. second yeah there you go um also you, you know, you'll be happy to hear um Shabronsky returns yeah october 14th at the OC hangar he's the main event
0: very nice yeah. very nice you know they're doing a good thing there, by the way, because they're sold out. Now, I yeah. don't know what sold out means, right? I don't yeah. know if that's five thousand, five hundred, or 50 people. I don't know. Yeah. But I love the fact that they're staging monthly fights. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried reaching out to them. Um, obviously, I have to try a little harder. But we definitely got to make it over there, Rick. Yeah. Of course, we saw Shambronsky Chingonsky, yeah. as he's known, take his first loss, right? Mm-hmm. I think he was 7-0 or 8-0 at the time. Um, against Sullivan Barrera at the at Fanny the, yeah, the Fantasy yeah. Springs, right? In one of the in one of the most oddest encounters with the fighter after the fight, yeah. right? When Sullivan Barrera was coming down the escalator, yeah. and, and then all of a sudden he just got right back on the escalator.
1: Yeah, yeah. And nobody nobody even knew who it was. No, no. Yeah. I, yeah. No, 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 he wasn't exactly like he right. was getting swarmed. You know? That's exactly right. And he's like, oh no, the people, it's going to be too much. Let's go. Yeah,
0: I didn't get it, Rick. Yeah. Didn't understand it. I don't know if it was either one of our aftershave. I don't think so. Yeah, but no. he just completely. Did a 360 U turn.
1: Yeah. Um, Oscar Delahoya said, uh, you know, he's not retired. Um, he's going to fight an elite boxer, you know, Cinco de Mayo uh, in 2022. Uh, he's still holding that hope that uh, he could fight Floyd Mayweather. I'm assuming he'll, he'll probably try to stage some fight in between, but yeah. Um, he says that uh, he is looking to fight.
0: I don't get, by the way, I don't get the whole thing, right? I don't get why he still wants to come back after he got annihilated by Mm -hmm. uh, Manny Pacquiao. Um, Speaking of, by the way, I don't even know if we've touched on that because I don't believe it yet with Manny Pacquiao retiring. Yeah. I don't believe it.
1: Oh, I think he loses his uh, election, and then he's back in the ring.
0: That's what I think. So just in case, if anybody's yeah. wondering, like, geez, why aren't they mentioning that Pacquiao retired, right? Mm-hmm. It's been a couple of podcasts. Because we don't believe it, that's why. Yeah. So fine. <laughs> he announced it. He's retiring. Yeah. It is a matter of time, though, because he is a very good human being from what we read about him. Mm-hmm. And if he can make $100 million for a fight, he'll do it. And yeah. trust me, Terrence Crawford... Spence Jr they will still get in the ring with him mm-hmm. because they know that that'll be their biggest payday. So anyways, that being said, from a from DelaHoya's perspective, here's what I don't get. So he scheduled a fight Vitor Belfort. Yeah. He he contracts COVID, right? If you listen to Dana White, allegedly mm-hmm. has COVID even though it was a very dramatic video yeah, that he was. posted. Yeah. Um so why isn't he fighting Belfort again? Is it because of how dominating he looked against Vander Holyfield?
1: It could be. You know, I think, uh, you know, maybe Belfort, uh, you know, I, I still think they could make that fight, but maybe Belfort, I think he was also calling out Jake Paul. Yeah. So, you know, maybe he gets the Jake Paul fight.
0: Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. But I'm saying, you know, how was he going from he was going to fight an MMA guy, Victor yeah. Belfort, to I'm just going straight to an elite fighter in May. Yeah. So he's saying that is the next fight, right?
1: Yeah, you know, it – uh I think he, you know, if he definitely gets that big fight, you know, he's he's going to have uh, a tune-up.
0: Yeah, and again, do we really care about him fighting Mayweather? We don't care. No, They're like both way past their prime. Win or lose, yeah, you know,
1: doesn't really matter.
0: And by the way, Mayweather beats him. Yeah, Mayweather probably knocks him out. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously. Yeah, Mayweather always stays in good shape, and Mayweather probably would entertain him for a hundred million.
1: Oh no, why not? Yeah. You know, eventually, you know, yeah, he's, he, he could use the money. Who couldn't use the money? Who
0: couldn't? I'll, yeah. I'll take $100 change. You didn't yeah. win the Powerball, by the way, did you, Rick? Uh, no, no. It was, uh, it was one here in California. It, it was
1: up nor- like northern or central California. Oh, it was, was it? Yeah. Um, Damn. I forget where, but yeah, yeah, not close to us. Okay. Um, and that's it for the news.
0: Gotcha, Rick. Um, we didn't mention, by the way, heels last episode. Uh-huh. Was coming the- up next week. Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. I'm all,
1: ca- all caught up.
0: I'm all caught up as well, yeah. man. It'll be interesting. Big main event coming up at the uh-huh. s- at the state county fair. Yeah,
1: love love, love the old guy. Um, yeah, Bill Wild Bill. Bill? Wild yeah, he's Bill. good. Yeah, he's he's pretty
0: good. <laughs> what do you think about the main event?
1: Um, you know, of course, Wild Bill wants him to win it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, it, that's what the people want. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, I don't think that happens. You know, it. Uh, you know, from what we've seen in the show. Yeah. yeah. You know the head guy never loses.
0: Yeah, but I think he's gonna have to change it up this time. Yeah. Ace, you know, uh, now respects his brother after mm-hmm. he beat that guy up at that party, <laughs> right? That's that was a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, I would not be surprised if they allow that gal to win the championship.
1: You think she gets inserted into the match? Yeah, I think yeah. she
0: gets somehow inserted, comes in, and and somehow wins, and then that kind of changes things. Yeah. That that's what I'm thinking. I don't think they give it to Ace. It's just too simple. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I don't think he's going to win it, and there's no way they give it to Wild Bill, yeah, because Wild Bill's just there, you know, for a cup of tea, and then he's going to move on. Yeah, so that's what I think, Rick. Yeah, no, it could be. So I'm looking forward to it. Those of you that watch heels, right? Rick and I happen to be very big uh-huh. wrestling fans, in addition to <laughs> boxing fans. It's just one of those things. There you go. Uh, hopefully, we didn't. Uh, what spoiler alert? Is that yeah. what they call it, Rick? Yeah. For people on the, but we didn't say what happened this last show. No, completely. no. So, all right, folks, we got the stat of the week, and then we're going to wrap this up. We'll be right back. Pacific goes boxing. Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Saw the new Venom movie, by the way, too, Rick. Yeah,
1: I haven't seen that yet. That was good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, I'm not a big Venom fan, mm-hmm. but it was pretty good. And then plus, there's not a lot of good movies right I, now. I like, I like the first one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. And then uh, I'll say this. Spoiler. Stay to the very end. Yeah. You know, stay through all stay, the credits. Stay it. all the okay. That's all I'm saying, folks. Okay. <laughs> all right, folks. Uh, those of you that stayed to the very end of this podcast, uh-huh. you know, I, I salute you because you stayed for the most important segment, stat of the week. Rick, what do we got?
1: So last week we talked about um, the last three Olympics, You know how many world champions uh, do we have. I was able to come up with four in the uh, mail. So this is ju-
0: just a level set. So this is the last three Olympics. The last three
1: Olympics, so like 2012, 2016, and the one that just passed.
0: So how many have won a gold medal and have gone on to win a world yeah, championship? In the last... Three. And and how many was there?
1: Uh, four male and two female. Wow. Okay. So we have uh, Ryota Murata. Yeah. Um, Vasily Lomachenko. Yeah. Uh, Alexander Usyk. Mm-hmm. Anthony Joshua. Yeah. And for the uh, females, uh, Clarissa Shields and yeah. Katie Taylor.
0: Wow. Here's the thing, though, Rick. Yeah. yeah. So one of those happened in 2016.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Right? Yeah. So good segue I gave you, right? Yeah. How many of them were... Uh, were questionable, Rick. How many uh-huh. of them were legit? Yeah, based on what I was saying, especially with Murata, I didn't realize that Murata had won a gold medal.
1: Yeah, I'll Th- have to go back and, and, and look at the tape and see if there's any shady. Uh,
0: well, you know, that's what I'm saying, right? They're saying that not only 2016, but the Olympics before that, that you had the same officials that were involved with putting these fights together. There was mm-hmm. a boxing organization; I think it was called the AIBA that was involved. They don't do that anymore so now it's the actual IOC which is the International uh, Olympic Committee now okay. it's the IOC that actually assigns the judges and the referees before that it was the AIBA that did that and that that is kind of the um, the group in question Rick yeah okay that apparently was you know had referees and judges on the take yeah. so who cares right? Uh, we'll go ahead and say that they won legitimate mm-hmm. uh, gold medals. And then so they've all went on to win a championship at one point or another. Yeah. Now, Murata no longer holds a championship. No, I guess he does technically, yeah, right? Yeah, uh, because
1: I think him and uh, Triple G are fighting.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. He does. Loma no longer holds the title. Yeah. Usek holds the title. AJ does not. And Shields and Katie Taylor do. So it's only AJ yeah. Who and Loma of those that currently no longer hold the championship, mm-hmm. right? So there no, you go.
1: but yeah, it's a pretty good group.
0: That is a good group, um, but it goes to show you, right, that Olympic success does not always yeah. correlate to success as a professional, and it has a lot to do with how points and how fights are made and, of course, the fact that there are only three-rounders yeah. and the fact that not all of the best fighters actually pursue Olympic dreams, Rick. It's just not as uh, prestigious yeah. as it used to be, among other reasons, especially not now when this comes out. About the officials and judges on the no. take, Rick, and the, re- and the referees. 250 grand, Rick, you know? Wow. Imagine. Yeah. 250 grand, Rick, your scorecard just needs to reflect this fighter winning. Is that worth 250 Gs, Rick?
1: Well, and not, not for me because my integrity is, you know, that's at the right. point where. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
0: No, ab- absolutely. It was, a, it was a very loaded rhetorical yeah. question for you, Rick. Yeah. Of course, it would be no for either one of us, right? Mm-hmm. All right, folks, we'll be talking next week. We'll be breaking down. The fight, hopefully, it's a good one, Rick, and I yeah. mean that. I hope that we have like a classic, mm-hmm. right? The first two have already been really good fights, in my opinion. They've delivered. First one, instant classic. The guy goes Undertaker, gets yeah. up. I didn't think he was getting up. Did you think he was getting up? No, I
1: didn't think he was getting up.
0: There's no way. Yeah. We interviewed and talked to Jack Reese. You asked him an excellent question. How did you know? Why did Why did you you know Why did you not wave the fight off? He mm-hmm. said, "I looked at his eyes, and he was making eye contact with me." Yeah. great question that you asked them Rick second fight fury comes in dominates what happens in this first uh in the third fight Rick I can't wait yeah no excited for it all right folks that'll do it for round three of fight number five we'll see you next week Rick see you next week.